Don Preston at age 29, right age for our pitcher. They say that those are the productive years, 29, 30, 31, and maybe even longer along for a pitcher. But he's been up since 1966, his rookie year. He won 12 and lost 12. And the lone member of this Dodger ball club that has no any previous experience with a winning ball club or a championship ball club. And that was in his rookie year. He has beaten the Pirates twice, and the Pirates have beaten him twice. But as I said, he's about as hot as you can get. As he has won 10 games in a row, he clinched a pennant for the Dodgers with a win in Houston. And he opened up this series with about the cleanest performance I've ever seen by a pitcher. A four-hitter. Never had a runner get as far as third. The only runner that got to second base was on a walk and an error. And we never threatened at all. He hardly broke a sweat. And he confessed that he threw only four bad pitches throughout the entire afternoon. And if you know anything about pitching, and the many pitches you throw, and the finesse you have to have to make only four mistakes, that is an unreal performance. And the Pirates looked at that, and they suffered through it because we were shut out by the score of three to nothing. And we wish a happy birthday to a fellow not with the Pirates who suffered uh, almost a fatal uh, accident or illness this year, Bobby Moose, who had a blood clot under his right clavicle in a very serious operation. He's recovered from that, back pitching down in the instructional league back in Pittsburgh. Bobby, happy 27th birthday to you, and hope next year is a pleasant one for you. Granny Stenner will lead it off against John Sutton. He'll be followed by Hebner and Oliver. Rennie got his only hit of the series. He opened yesterday against Doug Rowe with a single right field. And the first pitch is underway by Don Sutton. It is fouled out of play down the right field line, strike one. The Dodgers have Buckner in left, Wynn in center, Ferguson in right field. Ron Say is at third. Bill Russell at shortstop. Davey Lopes at second. Garvey's at first. The catcher today, Steve Yeager. And, of course, the pitcher, Don Sutton. The 0-1 pitch to Rennie, low and outside, one ball and one strike. That's the pitch that they had uh, Stennett chasing in the first couple of ball games with Messersmith and Sutton working. The idea was, don't throw strikes to him, make him chase the ball. The 1-1 pitch, high pop-up into right field. Gil Ferguson drifting in, will make the play, the fastball jammed him, one down. Jerry Royce just finishing throwing in the Pirate bullpen. Leisurely strolling down the right field foul line toward the Pirate dugout. Richie Hebner, with a couple of hits yesterday, drove in three runs, a two-run homer in the first, then a single in the third inning. The first one off Rowell, and the second hit came off Charlie Hub. They're pulled around the right field on Richie, and the pitch is in there, taking strike one. Got away from catcher Steve Yeager. Hebner, before the game, stating that Sutton, a very tough pitcher, with that good screwball, somewhat like Juan Marichal. And you have to hit him almost, almost like a left-hander. Fastball hit weakly off the right side. Davey Lopes has an easy play first, and he's got Hebner. Richie tied up on an inside delivery. And Sutton is disposed of two in a row very quickly. And that'll bring up Al Oliver who has had three hits in 11 times at bat. Now with a good season again this year, was on base three, 236 times. Only Stargell was on base more than him. Now had 198 hits, 33 walks, and was hit uh, five times by pitches. Sutton's delivery is a high fly ball, right field, pretty deep, but back is Ferguson. He appears to have room at the wall. He's got it right at the wall. Oliver almost got him. Just missed it. Now, that's the hardest ball we've hit off, Sutton. The two games. 
No runs, no hits, no errors, and nobody left. We'll go to the bottom of the first. No score. The Pirates went down in order in the first inning, and uh, Jerry Royce will make his second start in this series. He pitched well the last time out against Sutton, going seven innings, giving up five hits, the only run, a bases loaded walk to the guy who'll be leading it off, Dave Lopes, to force in the only run that he gave up. The Dodgers scoring two big insurance runs against Jesse in the ninth inning. But seven innings, five hits, one run, he struck out three, and he walked four. And another big ball game for Royce. He and Rooker have had to pitch some big ones all season long. Lopes has had two hits in 11 times at bat, and he's stepping in against Ray to be followed by Bill Buckner and Jimmy Wynn. Lopes, a late bloomer in baseball. Spent a lot of uh, years in the minor leagues and got a late start, actually, because of uh, going to college. Out of Providence, Rhode Island. He's a rookie at about 27 or 28 years of age. Pirates shorten up on this fella. He can run. The pitch by Royce is inside. Backs him off the plate. Ball one. Bucks of Hebner, Mendoza, Stennett, and Kirkpatrick in the infield from third to first. Stargell, Oliver, and Parker in the outfield left to right. Royce and Sankey in the battery. The 1-0 pitch. He's inside. Ball two. Jerry, at just age 25, has already won 63 games in the major leagues. The 2 0 pitch by Royce. He's way up high, ball three. Time call. It's Sankey. He goes out to settle a big guy down. And he is big, 6'5, 210, 215 pounds. Bruce Keeson stating that if you would believe that I told you I wasn't nervous yesterday, I'd have to lie because I was. You have to get nervous in a game like this. If you don't admit it, you're bottling it up someplace and it's going to show up in other areas. And Keeson was quite frank about it and pitched away a little ball game. You're supposed to get nervous. The 3-0 pitch. He is in there with a strike. Royce is yet has not thrown a real good Jerry Royce fastball. And it'll take him time maybe to settle down here a bit. The 3-1 pitch. And he lost him ball four. Well, the guy you don't want to get on very quickly is uh, Davy Lopes at first base. He will run. He has stolen four times off Royce already this year and has not been cut. Gary, an easy guy to steal on with a big motion it is. So Lopes will probably be running right from the start. Pirates are wasting no time. They're, they have activity in their bullpen, but that's just Jim Rooker showing in case we play tomorrow. Royce has got to make sure that that could occur. They'll look at first. And the pitch. It is bunted. No. The fastball up high. Ball one. Gary unable to throw strikes here. Has thrown six pitches and five have been balled. Murtaugh will not go long. There's no secret about that. Because with second pitching, runs will be hard to get. But look at first. Buckner squares around. He takes the pitch up high. Ball two. Jerry Rice struggling here as we open the ball game. Seven pitches, six balls. Buckner was bunting before. See if he is this time. 
He squares around, and that pitch is in there, taking strike one. The Dodgers in the first inning, with the big guy going, Sutton, they're playing for a run. Kirkpatrick holds Lopes at first, the look there, and the long pause, the pitch the runner's going, the ball is popped up in the infield. They give him a fake, and there's a play at first base if it ever comes down. No, it's too high up there, and Mendoza makes the grab. A towering high fly ball on the infield, and at second base, Tennant gave Lopes quite a fake there. He fielded, it looked like he was still on the ground ball, and Lopes is at second base sliding in. He had time to look up and look at Lasorda and still get back to first base before the ball was cut. Well, the Dodgers were bunning. They were taking. They weren't bunning, and they popped it up. Van Buckner pops up to the shortstop for the first out. Well, Jimmy wins the batter. One hit and eight at bats, and that was a big double that drove in a run against Justy in the ninth inning of game number one. Wound up the season at 271. 145 hits and 108 walks. You got a fair strikes to this guy. Ball high to him. He set the National League record for walks in 1969 when he drew 148. Major League record, 162, set by Ted Williams in 1947. Lopes at first, one down, no score. Dodger first inning, he's going. The ball is up high, the throw through to second. He is safe at second. Pretty good throw by Sankian, but Lopes with his speed, beating the play. And the Dodgers get the runner into scoring position, the count of 2-0 on Jimmy Wynn. Now Jerry going through the same sort of a game that he had in the opening one, a bit shaky in the first inning control problems and it continued through the first couple of innings. The count of 2-0 on win. Royce with a long pause. Checks the runner at second base. Lopes. And the pitch underway to win. Curveball in there and it's taken strike one. Jerry lost to the Dodgers here 5-0 in June. Beat them in Pittsburgh 7-3 on the 19th of June and 4-3 in Pittsburgh on the 17th of August. But he lost last Saturday in Pittsburgh on the great performance by Sutton 3-0. But he's 2-2 two two this year. The runners go off in third. The ball is lined down the left field line. It is a foul ball. Lopes had third base stolen, and fortunately for us, Wynn hooked the ball foul. And I think Wynn wants a catcher's interference call or something. He's pointing to John McSherry about something. Talking to Sanguin now, a bit of a byplay between Wynn, Sanguin, and McSherry. Just pointing at the bat that was out in front of the plate, a good 15 feet or so. Now the count is two and two. Lopes was running on that and had third base stolen. But the ball hooked foul. Out of play down the left field line. No score, one down. Dodger first inning, game number four. Stennett keeping Lopes close at second. And a step off and no play. Lopes dives back in head first, but just a fake by Rice. Wynn generally will pull the ball, and we play him that way, and Stennett is uh, right on top of the bag at second. Almost there. Look at second base, and no pickoff play. They're just keeping Lopes a bit on it. I doubt that he'll be running now, the count of uh, two and two. But he does keep you anxious. There's no doubt about that. But look at second again. 
And Underwood. Gonna pitch underway. Fly ball. Center field. Well hit. Way back. Oliver going, going. He won't get it. It's off the wall. Close to a score. Wins in the second base for the double. on that ball. It was catchable. It bounced at the base of the wall in center field, but it was well hit. And if he gets the quick jump, he might have been able to catch it, but he did not get the quick jump. And a legitimate double. Jimmy Wynn driving in Dave Lokes from second base. And race trails one to nothing. Gary just not able to get the pitches where he wants to here. Struggling with control. And he's got a tough hitter to face in Steve Garvey. And again, around here in scoring position, and we do get activity now. I believe Kenny Brett will start the throw. It will be Ken Brett. Win at second base, and the Dodgers lead 1-0, still only one down in the first inning. The pitch by Royce, it's outside, ball one. The Dodgers jumping out in front as they had in the two previous ball games in Pittsburgh. But the Pirates took the lead yesterday. Fastball way outside, ball two. There's Jerry's inability to throw strikes here. Annoying him as he angrily grabs at the ball. And it's a tough way to pitch, and it's a good way to hit. Working behind in the count and the hitter on top of him. Race at the point right now, just feeling his way around in this ball game. But look at second, the 2-0 pitch, grounded to third, and Hebner makes a good play. They tag, no, the throw goes on to first. Wynn is safe there. Hebner almost had the play. But Wynn came over to third, and Garvey goes out, 5-3. And it'll bring up Joe Ferguson. Now, Ray's got to feel rather fortunate to get out of this with just one run, the way he is pitched here. And hopefully he can settle things down a bit. I mentioned yesterday, the first inning is not the easiest one of any game to pitch. You're keyed up a bit and kind of uncertain about things. And in a game of this importance, and particularly for the Pirates, there's no tomorrow. It's excessively so for Royce. Here's the pitch to Ferguson, a right-handed batter. Now low and a curveball, ball one. Gary working on four days rest again for the second consecutive time. The loss of Ellis and Kenny Brett's ineffectiveness has certainly hurt the Pirates in that regard. Curveball down low, two balls and no stake. And again, is behind 2-0. Here he has faced five batters and has not been ahead of anybody. Taking a pause, peering up into the crowd. Royce does, gets back on the rubber. Win from third base, the pitch underway. Way up high, ball three. Ron Say is the on-deck batter. Keeson yesterday stating that the five runs in the first inning made uh, his idea of pitching a little bit different and quite a bit easier. But a 3 out pitch. That's all right, ball four. He lost him. Two walks, a double, and a stolen base, and we're down one to nothing, and Don Osborne coming out. Doc Ellis is going down to the Pirates' bullpen, and whether Osborne's got a hook here, I don't know. But Royce is certainly... Uh, struggling to understate the thing here. There's no doubt about it. 
Jerry is just feeling his way around here in the first inning. He is not comfortable at all. He does not appear to have a good fastball and location. He's just uh, not there either. And I imagine he's been working with four days rest the last two ball games, and whether that has an effect. And he also had a long 13-inning ball game against the Cardinals that he wound up a loser. Now, they're going to stay with him, I'm sure, because Osborne giving no indication that he's going to yank him. He's going to stay right with him. He will pitch to Ron Say with runners at first and third, two down, and the Dodgers leading one to nothing. Say has had four hits in 12 at-bats, and they came consecutively in that second game in Pittsburgh. Two doubles and a home run and a single. Keeson shut the door on him yesterday, as he did most of the Dodgers. Rice will work from the stretch with Ferguson at first, Kirkpatrick calling against him, and Jimmy Wynn at third base. Well, look in the pitch underway. Down low, ball one. He has not thrown a strike on the first pitch to anybody yet, and has been 2-0 on every batter he's faced here in the first inning. That's a mighty lonely feeling out there when you're going like that. You cannot pass the ball off to somebody and say, here, shoot it. The 1-0 pitch. Inside, ball two. Now you're behind two balls and no strikes for the sixth, ten-second batter. The runners lead from first and third, two down and only a one-nothing lead, but a big batter up in Ron Say. And Rice is struggling here. The 2-0 pitch. Fly ball left field. Home run, I believe. Start to his back. Way back at the wall. He's got it at the wall. <laughs> Willie started back slowly on that ball and put it into high gear and it was right at the base of the wall. Much like Al Oliver's ball in the first inning. And say, almost gave the Dodgers a 4-0 lead. Stargell made another good grab right at the wall. Peering up into the sun. One run. One hit. No errors. Two left. And we complete one. The Dodgers lead one to nothing. Well, you make a good play and you lead off an inning as an old baseball adage. And Willie Stargell just made one, taking a, an extra base hit away from Ron Say right at the wall. The reaching catch at the 360 mark. He leads off the third inning. Has had five hits and 12 at-bats in this series. Two for four are sudden. Swings and misses strike one. The Dodgers lead one to nothing. They have their big guy going, Don Sutton. Hopefully Royce, after that shaky first inning, can get things back together. The 0-1 pitch by Sutton. Hit foul off the first base side. A screwball to count of on two. Sutton, the veteran pitcher since 1966. His ninth year in the major leagues. And that's a big plus. The right-hander's 0-2 pitch to Willie. Up and in on him in the count of one ball, two strings. Brilliant sunny afternoon in the Sunfield right now in left field. As the afternoon wears along, it'll drift into center and then very vicious if later in the afternoon in right field. Willie takes a pitch outside in the count of two and two. Yeager doing a bit of umpiring was set to throw to third base, but he didn't get the call from John McSherry.
The Dodgers shifting as they do against Ebner, not an overshift. That's what they shorted up on the first base side of uh, second. The 2-2 pitch. Screwball, he struck out. Scargo goes down swinging. And Sutton continues his mastery over the Pirates and will pause 10 seconds for station identification on the Pirate Baseball Network. Dave Parker playing in uh, right field has not had a hit in five at-bats in the series. He pinch hit against Sutton, grounded out. Bounces a high chopper foul off the first base side. Strike one. The dimensions here, 330 down both lines. 395 into center field. And the power alley, 370 in right and left center field. Used to be a very difficult home run ballpark. A little bit better now. The pitch to Parker, jamming pitch, topped off the third base side. High bounce, and they won't get him at first base. Parker beats it. Bucks get a high hopping single, and we get our first base hit. Dave going the opposite field. Bounced it past Say, and Russell was set to field the ball, but he got a high hop and threw, but he had no play at all on the speedy Parker. Now Parker's on with his first hit in postseason play, and it brings up Manny Sankian, who speaks uh, with high praise when he talks of Don Sutton. He calls him the best right-hander in baseball. He said he not only has one or two pitches that he can throw over, but four. Slider, curveball, screwball, and fastball, and he knows how to place them. Manny hitting a 287. has had four hits in 13 at-bats during the series. Bucks with the runner at first, then the pitch is grabbed the short double play ball, and six to three in the double play. Now to put the Pirates down in the second inning. No runs, on a hit, no errors, and nobody left. Now we'll go to the bottom of the second. The Dodgers lead one to nothing. The second inning for the Dodgers, the seven, eight, nine batters to go against Royce, who had his control problems in the first inning, finally getting out of it on a long fly ball. The left field looked like a home run shot, but just missing. He'll go against Russell, Steve Yeager, and Don Sutton. In the second inning, the Dodgers lead one to nothing. Did the talk on the phone last night with a former Pittsburgher and uh, basketball official, Bob Guy, living out in Los Angeles, suffered a stroke this past summer, but making pretty good recovery talking well and keeping his spirits up. He got away with a walker he used to have and now just using a cane. And sends along his best regards to his brother back there. Bill Russell is the leadoff batter. Takes a curveball for a strike. Russell's had a good bat in the series. Five hits and 13 at-bats and he has hit the ball hard just about every time up. A pitch by Royce. The changeup deep to left field. Stargell drifting back near the warning track. Down the line. He has room. He's got it. Long high fly ball, deep to left field by Bill Russell. One down, Steve Yeager, hitless in seven at-bats, will step in. Finish the season, hitting a 266, hit a couple of home runs off the Bucks. 12 on the season, 41 RBIs. Pirates will play him to pull the ball. Starts all over toward the line, Oliver shaded in the left center field. The pitch by Rice, and it is swung on a missed strike one. That's a good fastball, Rice. Appears to be a little bit freer and easy with his motion here. His fastball just didn't have much on it in that first inning. The butterflies may be gone. Swing and a missed strike two by Yeager. You get the feeling that had Doug Rao been able to negotiate the first inning yesterday and get his feet on the ground, he might have done better. But the Pirates didn't let him off the hook. 
the 0-2 pitch. High pop-up and foul off the first base side behind home plate. Sankian has the play. He's got him. Two down. One-nothing lead for Los Angeles. Two down. And the Dodgers second. And Don Sutton will get a big hand when he steps in. You talk about baseball fans and love affairs and how fickle they are. We were back here in June, and he wasn't pitching very well at all. And he was soundly booed. But he's the darling of Los Angeles now. What have you done for me lately? Well, he's won 10 in a row for starters. Foul on a check swing out of play. Strike one. He drew a big walk against Royce his first time up in the playoff series in Pittsburgh to load up the bases and then Lopes uh, walked to get in the first Dodger run. Swings on a curve. He didn't get it. Strike two. Get off speed pitch by Jerry. Had Sutton completely full. Sutton, by the way, got the Dodgers going in the ninth inning against Justy. So he was instrumental in the running at the wrench going in that first game as he was with his pitching. Pitch outside, one ball and two strikes. He's a right-handed batter. The one-two pitch by Royce. Chopping ball to second base. Stennett gets an easy hop, and he's got Sutton. The Dodgers go down in order in the second inning. Well, we completed two rather quickly here, and after two, the Dodgers lead one to nothing. Don Sutton, who has retired six in a row, the native of a double play to end the second inning, will go against the seven, eight, nine batters, Kirkpatrick, Mendoza, and Jerry Rice. In third, leading one to nothing. Kirkpatrick celebrated a birthday yesterday, kind of overshadowed by Danny Murtaugh's 57, but it was number 30 for spanking. No belated happy birthday to Ed Kirkpatrick. He is hitless in the series, 0 for 7 in the two games against Sutton and Messersmith in Pittsburgh. Didn't play yesterday. But he made his uh, Major League debut in this ballpark with the California Angels. Pitch up high, ball one. Brilliant sunny afternoon. The cloud cover that uh, marred Monday's workout and yesterday's game a bit. No longer existent. The 1-0 pitch by Don Sutton. And it is outside, ball two. You can't expect Sutton to pitch the same type of game that he did in Pittsburgh. Those come along once in a year, maybe, or not too frequently. But he is still a good pitcher. The 2-0 pitch. Up high, ball three. Sutton walked only one. He hit a batter and struck out six in that 3-0 shutout in Pittsburgh. The 3-0 pitch to Kirkpatrick. He is up high, ball four. Now his first walk, the Pirates' second base runner, and that'll bring up Mario Mendoza, the shortstop. Mario had a hit yesterday and drove in a run. He's one for four on the series. He has replaced Frank Tavares, who was injured in, in Sunday's ball game, hit by a pitch on the base of the right thumb. Off the pitching of Messersmith. Tavares a bit better today, squeezing a rubber ball and getting some feeling into his hand, but still not... Uh, how do you present? And you're not hurt with Mario Mendoza playing shortstop. Kirkpatrick at first being held by Garvey. Mendoza swinging away and the pitch is down low. Ball one. Now Sutton going through some control miseries. He's thrown five consecutive balls here in the third inning. He leads one to nothing. The pitch underway. Mendoza backs off a pitch inside. Ball two. Now the Dodger crowd getting a bit restless. 
That's not the way Sutton's supposed to pitch. Wind him up. He's a machine. Not really. Kirkpatrick inching off first to pitch to Mendoza. He's in with a strike. And the crowd cheers. Two balls and a strike. The outfield, shallow in Mendoza, and uh, pretty much straight away. Throw to first, Kirkpatrick back in time. Say at third base, uh, in, however, almost even with the bag, a step or two in, looking for maybe a bunt, still in this situation. Not a hit, bunting it, slide to right field, and uh, Ferguson has a beat on it, he's got it. That'll retire Mendoza. Kirkpatrick comes back to first base. Well, the possibility now of the bunt by Royce is apparent here. Number 41. The Dodgers lead 1-0 with one down in the Pirates' third inning. Sudden death baseball for the Bucks. It's been that way since game number two. The Dodgers, well, they have a bit of an edge. They have the luxury of being able to lose the ball game and still coming back tomorrow. That's not the case with the Pirates. Garvey continues to hold, and the pitch is bunted off the third base side, and the play goes well. On to first base, Royce gets the sacrifice done. And moving into second base, Ed Kirkpatrick. The outgoing, five to four. Lokes getting the put out at first base. Say getting the assist. And the Pirates get a runner into scoring position. That's only the second runner we've had that far off. Sutton now in 12 innings of pitching. The only guy to get that far was Kirkpatrick back in Pittsburgh. Rob Skinner's been a lonely man over there at third base coaching. With Sutton on the mound, he'd like some company. See if Stenner can give him some. He flied to right field in the first inning. The tying run at second in Kirkpatrick. The pitch by Sutton. Foul down the right field line. It's out of play. Ferguson getting it a chase, but well into the crowd. Strike one. Stenner had 196 hits uh, during the season. But so far, the only hit he had, he's had in the series, was that opening hit yesterday. That started the Bucks five runs first inning against Doug Rao. He's one for 13. He's overdue. Sutton gets the sign from Yeager, the pitch, and it is bounced right back to the glove of Sutton. Boy, what a lucky play that was. He didn't know he had it. He throws on to first for the yard. He never saw the ball. He thought it was out of his glove onto the center field, and he saw something white there, and he grabbed it, and he threw him out of first. We were robbed of a run there, and I guess you have to credit Sutton with a great play, but to be honest with you, he didn't know he had it. He looked up and saw something sticking in his glove, but he wasn't sure it was a ball. No runs, no hits, no errors, and one left. And we go to the bottom of the third. The Dodgers lead one to nothing. The third inning for the Dodgers are back at the top of the lineup. Lopes, Buckner, and Wynn to go against Royce. And he struggled the first inning against this crew with the wildness, but settled down on the second inning, retiring Russell Yeager and Sutton in order. Dodgers lead 1-0. The crowds here have been uh, rather well-behaved. They had some problems out here earlier this year, as they did throughout most of the season. The only unpleasantness we had in Pittsburgh was that final game of the season against the Cubs. The pitch by Royce to Lopes is a curveball, and they're taking strike one. Off-speed pitch by Jerry. That's been a very effective one for him this year. He won 16 games, lost 11, and had 14 complete games. The 0-1 pitch. 
change in the dirt gets away from Sankey in the count of one and one. Rice was picked up by the Bucks from Houston for Milk May on October the 31st of last fall. And then last year at Houston, he was 16 and 13. This year, his best one and loss percentage, 16 and 11. The one-one pitch by Jerry, rounded in the hole, tough play. Mendoza, a long throw. The speedy Oaks doesn't beat it. He's out at first, six to three. Bill Buckner popped up to the shortstop, Mendoza, in the first inning. Lopes was running on the pitch. But he got back to first base in time. Buckner, the Dodgers' top hitter this season at 314, takes a curve on the corner, strike one. Buckner pointing to the outside corner at McSherry and telling him, take a look at that. He's really incensed on that call of the strike. Kicking dirt around in the batter's box. Buckner, a very intense uh, ball player, much like Kevner and Pete Rose. The 0-1 pitch by Jerry, fastball, bounced to the right side, stent it to his right, picks it up, he throws him out at first, two down. Now Jerry going through this third inning much uh, better and easier than he did in the first. Butterflies in that first inning, no doubt about it, causing him some problems. The Dodgers got a run on a walk, a steal a second by Lopes. Buckner popped up, win, double to over the head of Oliver in the center field. That was it. Win the batter up now with two down, nobody on. And the Pirates playing around the left field on Jimmy. Fastball cracks in there, but it's off the inside corner. Ball one. Win was on base 253 times this year and scored 104 runs. That's what you call a productive season. The 1-0 pitch. Change up and it's just away. Ball two. Well, Wynn has him again with a count of 2-0. That RBI by Wynn was his second in the series. But 2-0 pitch, a pie, ball three. Guard to the on-deck batter. Wynn is diminutive, about 5-10. Crouches down a bit in the tough strike zone, and he makes you throw the ball over. With 3-0 pitch, ball four. Wynn draws the third walk given up by Royce. And it brings up Steve Garvey, power-hitting first baseman who drove in 111 runs to lead the Dodgers. Hit 21 home runs. And had a 200-hit season. Most valuable player in the 74 All-Star game played in Pittsburgh. Went at first base, the threat to do some running. He's stolen 18 times. Kirk Patrick holding against him. The look over and the throw. He's back in time. Royce does not have a good move. And again, he goes over on a quick throw back. Two down, the two out walk to win. And Garvey stepping in. The pitch underway to him, and it is outside. Ball one. He had win leaning that time, and Jimmy, completely fooled on that delivery, started going back to first. Now look at first, Win leaning, he may be going, and the pitch to the plate, he's holding the fastball just inside, ball two. Rice thought he had a strike there, and McSherry giving up on the pitch. 
looked like a pretty good fastball. It backed up and caught the inside corner, and Sanguian didn't like that call at all, shaking his head. It was the same complaint they had yesterday on pitches. Found by Downey and Keeson, too. The umpire's giving up. The pitch. That's all right. Ball three. Now Rice going through the same problems now after retiring. Three in a row in the second. The first two batters here in the third. Walks win on four in a row and has gone three and oh on Steve Garvey. Garvey could have the green light. He takes a strike. Three and one the count. Two down. One at first base. Lasorda clapping his hands to get the attention of uh, Garvey. Flashes aside to him. Win with a sizable lead at first base. The look over by Rice and the pitch. Fly ball, deep right center field. It's a base hit. Win will score. And it's a home run. A line drive home run by Steve Garvey to right center field. It just cleared the wall. A well hit ball. A wicked shot from the Dodgers. Lead three to nothing. Ferguson, the batter, takes the curve. A five, ball one. Ray Rice very soon, very suddenly, just came and glued here. Got the first two down, couldn't throw a strike. The same injuries he had in the first inning. And Garvey, with unbelievable strength, took him out of the ballpark to right center field. That ball was hit a ton. You can't believe how strong Garvey is until you see a ball hit to right center field as he hit that one. It was a line drive shot. I didn't think it would go out of here. But it just cleared the fence at 385. If it didn't clear it, it would have gone through it. Foul off third. And the count of one and two on Ferguson. Now Rice, uh, control problems cost him in the first inning, and they come back to get him here in the third. Kenny Brett throwing. And the Dodger power asserting itself against Rice. The one-two pitch by Jerry. Up high. Two balls, two straight. Yeah, the Bucks have got to play catch of baseball, or there's no tomorrow for them. Curve, way up high, ball three. Uh, Jerry just struggling with control here, on again, off again with him. And the Dodgers are making him pay. Here's a 3-2 pitch by Royce. And way outside, ball four. Now just about only two hits, a double and a home run. But four walks have been the undoing of Royce. Don Osborne, standing in the pirate dugout, has not made a move at the top step yet, but he's up there with his hands on his hips, sank in and sent it out to talk to Royce. As Ron Say steps in, Say narrowly missed a home run in the first inning. He took Scargo right back to the wall for a leaping catch. No move by the pirate bench. They're going to stay with Royce. He'll be pitching to Ron Say. 
And I believe now the move is coming. That's going to be all for Jerry Wright. So he will take an early shower here in game number four. He goes two and two-thirds innings, and very suddenly the bottom fell out on him. Wildness causing his problems. He gave up only two hits. He didn't strike at anybody, but four walks, and he was not ahead of anybody at the time he was on the mound. Just an unusual performance for Jerry. He was pitched well all season long. The only two games that he really didn't pitch well earlier in the season against the Cubs when we were beaten 19 to 9. He gave up 10 runs in one and one-third inning. And the other game against the Philadelphia Phillies when they banged him for 13 runs in five innings. Well, you take those two games away from him and earned run average be way down. But this afternoon, he just uh, did not have his usual control, and I would guess composure to him. Uh, he will depart rather quickly. Well, the Dodgers do something they would like to do. Get rid of the starting, get into the bullpen with two down in the third inning. Ken Brett will be coming on. He's a native of this area. And has not pitched uh, too much since the All-Star game. He hurt his elbow. And has won only one game since uh, July 27, and that occurred in September when he came back off uh, a long delay of some five or six weeks without pitching a ball, and he came on to beat the Chicago Cubs in a high-scoring game. He won six innings, shutting them out, and the Pirates winning the game 12-4. to Now, Jerry Rice, I know, uh, dejectedly and disappointed leaving the ball game, but he's had a big year, and one of the reasons the Pirates got as far as they did had to be his strong pitching, 16 wins and 11 defeats, and this thing isn't over yet. Don Sutton, human, like anybody else, he can have some rough times, ran into some control problems there in the third, and took a great play by Sutton himself to get out of the inning, took a base hit away from Rennie Stennis. We're down three to nothing. We were down three to nothing against Steve Cobb one time and came back to beat him. Other pitchers of the same caliber. But what we need from Brett is uh, some very solid pitching because a long relief roll is something you've got to have to keep the game in check. As I said, there's no tomorrow for the Bucks. Brett's record on the year, 13-9. and nine. And earned run average of 3.30. He was uh, the class of the league up to the All-Star game. But came up with a tender elbow and just uh, inflamed and blew up on him. And he sat idle for about five or six weeks. And the Pirates, despite that, got the great performances by Doc Ellis and Larry Demery to go on an extended winning streak, winning 20 of 28 games in August, and went on to win their fourth Eastern Division title. Now he'll face Ron Say with a runner at uh, first base and Joe Ferguson, the fourth walk given up by Royce and Brett facing Ron Say, who flied very deep to left field his first time up. Kirkpatrick is playing off the bag behind Ferguson. Say stepping in, and Brett's first pitch. Fastball in there, taking strike one. Say didn't like the call, looks back at John McSherry, thought the pitch was outside. The pitch by Kenny, fastball, hits the left field. Stagel will make the play. Very deep, but very high, and he's got it. That'll retire the Dodgers in the third inning. They score two runs on only one hit, no errors, and one left. Now we've completed three, and the Dodgers lead three to nothing.
Pirate Baseball has been brought to you by Iron City Beer. When you're really ready to pour it on, pour on the iron. Well, the Dodgers on top three to nothing. They have two hits, we have one hit. Oakland, the last I heard, was trailing nothing to two, or rather winning two to nothing, and they only had one hit. Quayar apparently walking a few. Here's Hebner standing in, and Sutton throws a strike. Hebner grounded a second back in the first inning. Sutton getting the sign now from Yeager. And the right-hander works, turns it over. Hebner fouls to the left. Coming hard, say, it'll be up into the seats. Nothing in two. Pirates, if they lose today, will come home tomorrow afternoon. Leading around noon or one o'clock, which is four o'clock back east. Getting in around 8 or 8.30 at night. But they'll come home tomorrow night regardless. But a little later if they win today. Here's the 0-2. Hebner watching inside for the ball. One ball and two strikes. Sutton on the 1-2 pitch brushes him back. The loss of Doc Ellis and Ken Brett really hurt the Pirates more than you would imagine. All two strike two. Kevner strikes out swing. When you lose a pitcher, the stature of Doc Ellis with a broken hand and only six weeks to go in a season, and then you lose Brett for six weeks with his stature, with a bad elbow, as the Dodgers lost only one in Tommy John, and they were able to withstand that. The Pirates were able to withstand the loss of not only their two starters, but their relief pitcher, Dave Justy, for 10 days with a bad back. But it finally showed up, Oliver Fowles back, when it got down to where three men had to try to bear the load of Royce and Rooker. Yeah, that combination. And finally getting Justy back into the lineup, along with Demery when we had to. Ball one and strike one. And the 1-1 pitch. Beat off the first base side. Up comes Garvey for it. So, to say what uh, manager Murtaugh would have done if he'd have had Brett healthy and Ellis healthy. you got to assume that the Dodgers would have seen both of them in the series. And it does make a difference. But that's all part of this game of baseball. That's why you have 25 men on the squad. Here's Stargell. Struck out in the second. Dodgers lead 3-0. Sutton to the windup delivers. Stargell swings and fouls it straight back. The Dodgers need to win this one for more than one reason other than the National League East or the National League title. they got to get their pitching set up. If they got to go tomorrow, they're really fouled up if they should win it then because they wouldn't have any starting pitching going against Oakland. Ball high. They blow both Sutton and Messersmith if they don't win today. And I wouldn't want to take my chances of what they'd have to throw out there in the first game against either Baltimore or Oakland because... After Sutton and Messersmith, you ain't got much you can talk about in Dodgerland. 
I'm not depreciating Mr. Rao or Downing and company, but I'll guarantee you they aren't going to make anybody lie awake at night wondering what you're going to do to hit them. So they just don't have it. They've got a two-man pitching staff with some help on about the intermediate level from the others with Mike Marshall in the bullpen. That's the key. Two on delivery, hit foul out of play. Down the left line, 2-2. Two, two. two down in the Pirates' fourth inning. Dodgers leading 3-0. Two and two to Wilbur. And he goes down swinging. First strikeout for Don. Oh, we go to the bottom of the fourth, and the Dodgers lead 3 nothing. Here's shortstop Billy Russell standing in now. And he fly to left field. First time up. Now they're putting some information up on the fanagram at Baltimore. Going into the ninth inning. That means Oakland would be at bat. Charlie Finley has the runner-up Miss America sitting in his box. And on TV today, she gave the lineup for the Oakland Ball Club. <laughs> I don't know whether he's going her or what. I, I don't, but if he is, he's given away at least 50 years in age. Oakland's leading Baltimore 2-0 going into the ninth. It's, uh, it's a strange situation. Mr. Finley took this young lady down on the field, introduced her to all his players yesterday. Had her make the announcement on the uh, national television. And the uh, camera stayed on her all along, sitting right there with old Charlie. She's Miss California, I think, wasn't she? Foul back, 2-2 to Russell. present uh, Mrs. Finley and uh, Charles are estranged to say the least. Russell up there batting against Brett who's in relief of Royce. And he pops him foul out of play. I'll tell you one thing, win or lose today, no matter what happens to the parts the rest of this season, you better look for Pittsburgh to have one whale of a ball club next year. Stannard will be that much better. He's only 23 years of age. He'll be the best second baseman in the league. Defensively. Now, I'm not comparing him with Morgan offensively yet. Bouncer to third, Hebner up. Throws across, one out. Parker is six foot five, 230 pounds, runs 109.6. And he is some animal out there. He can fly, and he's going to be a whale of a ball player. And you got Young Zisk. Young Al Oliver, Mendoza and Tavares. They'll have to come up with another catcher to back up Sandgame, but I think they've already got him in mind. But with the pitching of young Demery, who's only 21 years of age, and Brett and company, I guarantee you one thing, Doc Ellis and all, you'll see those Pirates open up the National League East like a can of worms next year. If they don't get anybody hurt, they'll destroy it. There's too much firepower on this ball club. You can't keep them at bay that often. One ball, no strikes. One out. Three nothing Dodgers. Jaeger the batter. And Brett's high. Ball two. Two and out. I'm sure General Manager Joe Brown will be looking around for a little more relief hurling. And 
but there are not too many spots you got to worry about. Ball three, and Brett didn't like the call. Murtaugh's the only manager in baseball with the luxury of five shortstops that can play without hurting you. Sure. 3-0. He's got two that are on a par fielding-wise, Tavares and Mendoza. Mendoza is as fine a fielding shortstop you'll see anywhere. There's a shortstop in Concepcion and Crudic can feel with this kid. He's unbelievable. Well, he's just walked Yeager, and Brett doesn't believe it. That's the fifth walk. But you see, you can also play Stanley short. Arthur Howitt short, who's awfully good. And Paul Popovich on our club. So we got lots of shortstops. And all of them can also play second and third. Now, there's one of the big advantages. And it'll be something to behold next year. Here's Sutton in. Hebner comes up tight at third now. And the ball bunted right to Brett. He goes to second. There's one. Back to first. No, Shaq Crawford, you may have been safe, but you call it too soon. Shaggy, baby, you anticipated that one. You had a safe out before the runner or the ball ever got there. I'm going to watch it on my replay here now. There's Brett, and he nailed that gonky, all right. Now let's see what this one is. Well, he was safe, but he called him safe before he ever got there. He anticipated Gun rights, he called him six. One to six on the play. Sutton at first. That's all right. Let him be a base runner. Now get a double and throw him out of the plate and see how he can pitch after that. Here's Lopes. Walking scores and trying to short. Takes a strike. <laughs> Nothing partial about us, is there, Mike? No balls and a strike to Lopey. Kemi Brett delivers. Curve, it's punched to right. That's making him run. Come on, go to third. All right, now Lopes is going to get thrown out of second for being a knucklehead. See, it worked out all right. Parker trapped him into making him think he fumbled the ball, and Lopes ran into the trap, and he threw him out to Mendoza at short. And uh, Sutton had to run like a bullet to get all the way to third, you see, so that worked out just like I called it. Tell you the truth, on the replay, I think Lopes was safe. But anyhow, they called him out. That's Davidson down there at second, so anything can happen. Base hit for Lopes. And uh, put Sutton over to third, have Lopes out. Parker, the right fielder to Mendoza. No runs they hit, no errors, one left. At the end of four, Dodgers lead 3 nothing.
be sure if it's Westinghouse. Murtaugh has asked John McSherry something, and they're going to call out Walter Alston. They want to talk. Murtaugh's lodging a protest of some sort. And uh, they're examining Sutton's glove and all, and Alston has been brought out by John McSherry. And now Walter wants to know from John what it was that Danny wanted to know about. And whether he thought he was calling for something that would upset his pitcher. I like John McSherry as an umpire. I really do. He's young, very aggressive. He knows the rules. He's around the scene every time. Walter's smiling a little bit there. He's not. There's nothing really upsetting. But he has to go through. The only thing that bothers me about umpiring, the way they do it here, is that they've got a union that denies you using the best umpires in a World Series or a Championship Series. They make you rotate the umpires. Now, you got 24 umpires in each league. You're not going to tell me they're all as good as the other. There ain't no way. There's got to be some better than the others. They don't always get in. Parker the batter. Spike swinging. Don Sutton. Again, in a wind-up, and he on one today. Vanny fouls it back. St. Louis Cardinals don't know what to do with Mr. Parker. His lifetime average is 548 against them. In two years, they can't get him out. Well, they get him out a little bit, because obviously a thousand would be perfect, but it's unbelievable what he does to him. The 0-2 pitch. And down he goes. And I'll say this, the bottom fell out of that pitch. I just think he got a great, great screwball. I never knew Don to ever wet one up. He is. He's pretty good at it. And the bottom's dropping right out of it, I'll tell you that. But I'm not accusing him of that. I don't uh, I don't think he's ever been accused of throwing a spitter. We might have just asked to find out anything to try to shake him up. As far as I'm concerned, he's a whale of a pitcher, period. He's better than Master Smith, in my opinion. As of this year. I think over the past few years, Don's been better. There's a strike call. They're into the bottom of the ninth at Baltimore. Baltimore has just one hit. Rather, Oakland has just one hit, but they got something like seven or eight walks from Cuellar, and they lead 2 nothing. No balls and a strike, one out. And snacked off down the right side, loafs up. Throws out St. Gill. That'll bring up Kirkpatrick through a walk in the third inning. Dodgers lead 3 nothing. The Dodgers don't embarrass us and get beat by Oakland four straight. <laughs> See, that'd be embarrassing. One strike. What's today, Wednesday? Well, Sutton could pitch Sunday's game, could he? Yeah. Monday's an, I don't know if Monday's an off day or now the series is on the coast if it's out here. Maybe, I, might, I think it's set up for the off day how to give Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday TV a shot. 
sudden misses to Kirkpatrick. Two balls a strike. Two down. Fifth inning. Three nothing Dodgers. They've had three hits. We've had one. Well, one of their hits was a home run. I thought the ball Garvey hit. If it didn't go over the wall, he's going to knock it down. Oh, did he hit it. Banky hits a fly ball opposite field to left. Buckner driving over. One hands the ball. That'll retire the side. So, three up and three down, and we go now to the bottom of the fifth inning, and the Dodgers lead 3 nothing. Whether you cook for a couple of little eaters or a marching band, Westinghouse has an electric range that'll do the job, with convenient features like self-cleaning ovens, plug-out surface units, and the exclusive no-turn speed broil. See a Westinghouse range today at your Westinghouse dealer. You can be sure of it's Westinghouse. In the fifth, Buckner went in Garvey. Ken Brett. Royce was on the hook. They stuck a fork at him and found out he was well done after two and two-thirds innings. Three runs, only two hits, but he walked four. And boy, they killed him. They just killed him. Those bases on balls. Like we said earlier on the TV side, they asked Hugh Lenz on his deathbed, what's killing you? And he says, with his dying breath, a base on balls. In Baltimore, two on, one out. Tommy Davis had bat him into a double play, so Boog Powell was bat now. With two men on and one out, and two nothing, Oakland. Now Brett's waiting for Stodge to finish tying his shoelaces. And Wilbur's going to tie his left one and his right one. And the fans are upset at Wilbur tying his brogans. Take your time, Will. All right, now then, Boog Powell just singled to center field. That scored Blair, and it's 2-1 to one now. Well, Stoggle's still tying his shoelaces. Now they got another batter up. We'll find out who that is. That's the second hit. Oh, it may be more than that for Baltimore. But they've only got one out, and runners have got two men on. I don't know where the other guy might have gone to third. I don't know. Now Baylor is up. And the batter here, Buckner, fouls away. It's about time for Charlie Finley to reach over and hold Miss California's hand. This is a crucial moment. There the ball popped up back out of play. Now uh, Jim Palmer's gone in to run for Boog Powell. So they got two men on, one out, 2-1, Oakland leading in the bottom of the ninth at Baltimore, and the game that ends it all if Oakland wins it. Same as here if the Dodgers win it. Buckner leading off. Brett here, no balls, two strikes to him. Here's the 0-2. He struck him out swinging. 
first strikeout against the Dodgers. Here's Wynn. He doubled over the head of Oliver in the first inning, walked and scored in the third. One out in the fifth. Dodgers lead 3 nothing.
as they put up on the board that Oakland's won the American League Championship 2-1. It'll be an all-California World Series unless the Pirates pull a miracle here.
walked off the right side. Kirkpatrick looks like he might have room. Goes over near the pirate dugout. One hands the ball. It'll retire the side. Garvey's going to get a lot of hands when he comes out to play first base. It's two runs. Two hits. No errors. One left. Listen to the hand for Garvey. Standing ovation as the young man runs out to first base. A standing ovation for Steve Garvey. And we go to the sixth inning. Dodgers lead 5 nothing. Hits it weekly to Garvey. Only the one play, they call it foul. So it's a foul ball. Nothing in one count. No balls, one strike. Brett standing in, Popovich the runner at first. 
down low from Don Sutton. Ball one, strike one. Brent, before his career is over, could own the major league title for the most home runs as a pitcher. He's hit 11. Ball one, strike two. One and two to count here. Popovich at first, five nothing Dodgers, sixth inning. Sutton checks Popovich. Red takes high, two two. Ball two, strike two. Down low. On top of all that open stuff, Mr. Finley brings out Miss California, runner up Miss America. Takes her down on the field, introduces her to all the players. Some of them, they say, even miss batting practice just to look at her and visit with her. I'll tell you, that's unbelievable. 3-2 pitch. Brett strikes out swinging. That'll bring up Stennett. He was out on the third inning in the ball that Sutton never even knew he had. Hit the ball and one hop right back into his glove. Sutton never knew he had it. If it gets by him, it ties the ball game up at that time, 1-1. But it was inevitable the way things are going. The Dodgers are destined to pop yet. And pop they are. Leading here 5-zip. Garvey's hit a pair. Each time with a man on, both times they're walked. Six walks given up by the Pirates. You do that to a good ball club, you're hurting. There's a line drive to Sutton. He doesn't know he has, and he gets a double play. I'd rather be lucky than good. He's good, but he's also lucky. We go to the bottom of the six, five nothing Dodgers. All right, Paul Popovich is going to be in, and Larry Demery, 21 years of age, will be pitching. I'll make a correction. Mike Walden has double-checked it for us. Oakland's after their third straight world championship. The edge they'll have over the Dodgers will be pitching-wise in depth and guys that aren't going to run scared. Now, like Gary Player said, don't anybody ever tell you that you don't choke up because you're a liar if you say you don't choke. It's just the degree to which you choke. And when Ron Say and Russell and Lopes Ferguson and Jaeger and Garvey and company get in a World Series, don't tell me they're not going to feel some pressure. And the pressure would affect them far more adversely, I would believe, than it would the Oaklands because they've been in, their, in the heat twice. That's the only way I could analyze the series. Well, while we have a moment, let's pause 20 seconds for our local stations. The New Point State Park Fountain has regular operating hours, mornings from 8 to 9.30 and 11 to 1, plus afternoons from 4 to 7. On the weekend, the fountain is on from 11 in the morning until 7 at night. KPKA invites you to visit this new addition to someplace special, a landmark that helps get our point across to the world. said earlier back in Pittsburgh the game that would haunt the Pirates in this series would be the second game that's the game where they had the chance to go into the 1-1 tie but Messersmith beat him with nothing he had absolutely nothing and the Pirates fell into his trap he couldn't throw strikes but they kept hitting bad balls pulling them down the line popping them up but they finally tied him up 2-2 and then in the bullpen in Justy and San Gian's unwise throws 
gave the Dodgers three runs at the game in the ninth inning to win the game. Now, that game there will haunt the Pirates in this 1974 season because uh, the way things have gone, today's game would have just tied it up with the Dodgers and put it all on the line for tomorrow. Now, that's something you're not going to see unless the Bucks can come from way back. Demery, the right-hander, just 21 years of age, came up in about July when we lost uh, Brett. Ball three low. He won six games in a row. He has lots of stuff. He's going to have to go to winter ball and improve a couple of things. The one thing he has that not many pitchers can do, Brock has tried seven times to steal a base against him and has failed all seven times. Strike. He just hands, just stays there and just holds on to the ball until Brock gets tired of staying out there. And then Brock go back toward first and Demery come to the plate. And then when he thought he had him time to strike, he'd start for the bag and Demery'd pick him off. 21 years of age, my friends. You remember the name of Larry Demery. California. Nickname on the ball club, the Frog, because of the way his eyes protrude. Three balls, two strikes. Bouncing foul, had Lasorda jumping before the ball ever got near him. And a gentleman fell out of the box down there. Trying to get the ball. Ball three, strike two. To Yeager. He's lost him on a walk. That's seven walks. That'll bring up Sutton. Big hand for Don, and it's over to Saul. He's pitched the wet of the game. And they're interrupting the game to get him a standing ovation. And they have a picture there on television of his wife. He's standing up now. Watching her husband get all the applause. Well, that's quite a tribute. Now the game will resume. And we'll strike Sutton out. Or something. He'll try to bunt, I would think. And they're running. They throw and Jaeger steals. That time, Demery was careless. Now, if that had been Brock, he'd have been alert to the fact Brock could steal. This guy was walking over a second before Demery ever went to the plate. Now, let's see what they're going to try to do here. We're up on the corners. He bunts a foul off first. One ball, one strike. save 280 bucks give back 40 box seats that I'm not going to need some banker out here yeah you want them for souvenirs and Emery feels a bunt holds the runner second and throws out Sutton no advance just an infield out here's Lopes walked and scored 
single and two at bats. Well, my secretary can turn in all the whatever I have in the way of World Series tickets, too. And we'll play again another year. Well, even if we're to lose this, this has been a great season, folks. You come on down. We've won four of the last five years. We've won the Eastern Division Championship and one World Championship. That ain't all bad. And the one we did lose, we were eliminated on the final day of the season. From dead first place tie with four to third place on the final. We had to play San Diego the day after to determine whether or not we were going to be in a tie or finish third. And they came all the way back from the coast and knocked our brains out. <laughs> so, uh, you got to say, Buckos have been playing some great baseball. You cannot deny that. That ball's hit into right center. Oliver can't get it. Going all the way to the wall. Yeager will score. And they throw the ball into the doctor dugout. And Lopes gets the score. Strike in a count of one and one. Ball one and strike one here to Jim. Score to fair runs, driven in a run. And takes it low, ball two, two and one. Larry Demery. Brent went two and a third for two runs on three hits. The batting star here today has been Garvey with two two-run homers. And the pitching star, of course, has been Sutton. They'll divide the honors quite evenly. And deservedly so. Ball two, strike one. Up high, ball three. 
Oakland has won their third straight title. Three one. Popped him up. Third baseman Hebner shading his eyes. Stays with the ball and almost drops it. They get two runs. One hit, one error, and nobody left. Dodgers at the end of six, way out in front, seven, nothing.
on a shutout on a four-hitter. He leads 7-0 in a two-hitter into the seventh. And we have not had a runner get as far as third base off him any time in the last 15 innings. That's how dominant his pitching has been. Hebner looks at a pitch up high, ball three. And a runner to second base in the third inning, Kirkpatrick. And he's been the only Pirate runner in two games that has gotten as far as second. Both times on walk. He struck out Hebner. That's the second time he's nailed Hebner in a six striker. Richie over three. Peter Sutton's pitching has been keeping guys off base, but the guys he's really kept off have been Stennett, Hebner, Oliver. They have not have been on base against him at all in the two games. Stargell's had a couple of hits. Oliver's been shut out against Sutton. And Messerschmitt did the same type of job. Curry right there, taking strike one. Dodgers got a run in the first. Two in the third, two in the fifth, two in the sixth. Foul, out of play by Oliver. And a count of one, two. Steve Garvey suddenly erupted against Jerry Royce after a shaky first inning. Two outs and nobody on. He walked Jimmy Wynn on four pitches, went 3-0 and on Garvey. He took a strike and then took Royce out of the park into right center field, a wicked shot. He then had another two-run homer off Brett. Oliver chased the pitch, and I think he went around. He did strike three. He hit the pitch uh, was five feet in front of the plate. Seven strikeouts in second. Just as us baffled. Oliver is called out and they tagged him. He goes to first base, but he's out. He tagged him. Yeager tagged him. Uh, the Pirates arguing that Yeager tagged Oliver. He makes an argument on the play. He's going to come out now and wants to argue the play. But Danny, I think you missed it because he tagged him. The screwball by Sutton bounced in front of the plate, embarrassingly so, for Oliver, about five feet in front of home plate. He didn't want to swing, but he started and kind of did a half swing on it, but went around. Yeager picked up the ball and tagged Al Oliver and then threw it to third. And Murtaugh's arguing, but Danny, I wish I could say you were right, but there ain't no way. And he tried to get as much out of this as he can, I guess. They went out to check Sutton's glove at one time. Denying a bit of gamesmanship or something, but I don't think it's Sutton's glove as much as it is Sutton's hand and arm, that right arm. And it doesn't look like we're going to get inside his head. Two strikeouts in this inning, and he's facing Stigel. He struck him out two times in a row, and he's back with a strike on him. He's just like a machine here against the fire. We have been dominated sometimes, but not like this guy has done it. Saturday and back again here on Wednesday. High fly to right field. Beat back. Ferguson looking, looking. Home run, Stargell. Yeah, Willie finally solves it. It had to happen sometime. We finally get a run off sudden. With two down and nobody on, Stargell bangs a home run. Got a pitch low down around the knees. Looked like it might have been a screwball. And Willie lofted it high to right field into about the second or third row. His second home run, and the Pirates finally score a run against Don Sutton. Parker the batter, he's one for two, and then an infield single in the second inning, struck out in the fifth. Inside of the pitch is Sutton, ball one. Seven one, the Dodgers lead.
pops him up off the third base side, Ron Say. Make the grab and had to retire the Pirates. One run. One hit the home run by Stargill. No errors and nobody left. Then we'll go to the bottom of the seventh. The Dodgers lead 7-1. Is your dog getting enough protein? You know, protein is a vitally important nutrient in every balance ration for man's friend. Joy, nature's food for dogs, contains 25% protein in both its kibble and chunks of joy. Furthermore, joy, this nourishing food for dogs, is a scientific blend of grains and meat solids that provides your dog with a nutritious diet that will contribute to his good health and habits. So compare labels when you shop for dog food. You'll find Joy's 25% protein content to be higher than most of its competitors. For Joy contains dehydrated meat value equivalent to 60% fresh meat and is fortified by Joy's exclusive double-roasted toasted process. So today, fill your dog's feeding bowl with that high-protein, scientifically balanced dry dog food and watch him jump for joy. That's joy, nature's food for dogs, with 25% protein. You'll find joy dog food at your associated grocers, common at IGA markets. The seventh inning, the Dodgers leading 7-0, Larry Demery will face Steve Garvey, Joe Ferguson, and Ron Say. And Garvey has got to get a big ovation, and he steps in. He's had himself an afternoon. That's the third in the first inning, and that's been the only time we've kept him in the ballpark. He homered in the third with win on to make it a 3-0 game. Homered off Brett in the fifth inning with win on again with a walk to make it 5-0. Now he's up for his third time, fourth time in this game. He'll be facing Demery. A couple of records have been set already in this series. Paul Popovich with three pinch hits has set a record. And the eight double plays by the Dodgers has also set a series record. They have turned over uh, two in this afternoon's ballgame. Garvey with a big eruption, as you can hear, in the crowd. Standing and giving him a big ovation. He's had a whale of the year. And we've got to be enjoying this. And he should. Soft-spoken youngster Steve Garvey. A well-liked kid and a whale of a hitter. Emery facing him for the first time. Sends a pitch in there, strike one. Walks have been the downfall of the Bucks all afternoon. Seven walks, and the Dodgers have made every one of them count. Foul, out of play by Garvey, strike two. Oakland has already beaten Baltimore. And the Dodgers of the victory here this afternoon will be taking on Oakland in the Pacific Coast Series. Oakland winning 2-1. And I think they only had one hit. He got another base hit, but he's in the ballpark. Garvey with a single. The Dodgers came to hit today. No doubt about that. And fire pitching has been found wanting with the control with seven walks to go with seven hits, two home runs, a double and a triple. And that's the reason the Dodgers lead 7-1. Joe Ferguson with Garvey at first. The pitch, and there, right on the corner, strike one. Today is Walter O'Malley's 71st birthday. Pirates gave Murtaugh a present yesterday, and the Dodgers are trying to do it for O'Malley this afternoon. Curve in the dirt. One ball, one strike. Dave Justy and Juan Pizarro throw on the Pirate bullpen. 
The long pause by Demery, the pitch to Ferguson. He swings and misses strike two. Stargell's home run is all the Bucks have gotten off. Don Sutton. They're in 16 innings uh, facing him in the playoffs. Curveball away in the count of two and two on Ferguson. Then we will spend a lot of time throwing and it takes a lot of time between pitches. Doesn't work that rapidly. And is not the control pitcher simply because of age, just 21, but he has a good arm. He's gotten a lot of experience this year in the major league. One sixteen, Blossom. The count of 2 2, the pitch underway to Ferguson. He's down low, ball three. We've had seven walks, and Demery just one pitch away from number eight here. Been a rough afternoon. But it's nice getting here. And the job Bruce Keeson did yesterday is uh, going to be remembered. Garvey's going. The ball is fouled out of play on a 3 2 pitch. Keeson seems to be the type of pitcher, although he's only 24 years of age, that if you give him the responsibility of pitching a ball game, he somehow handles it pretty well. And he's proven that in October play. Since 71, he hasn't given up a run in 19 and two-thirds innings. And this ain't exactly pickup baseball when you're playing in October. You're not playing for a keg of beer. And there's more people watching than have ever watched him in Pasco, Washington, I'll tell you. 3-2 pitch. It's way outside. Ball four. Walk number eight. And the pirate pitching is just uh, in up here this afternoon and trying to throw strikes. Emery with another walk. Rice had four over two and two-thirds and was all over the place, and that's going to be all for Demery. He'll move the ball game, and Don Osborne's coming on. Probably get Dean Justy to come on to pitch. The general feeling is that Demery would be it would be advantageous for him to pitch in the minor leagues and get a chance to pitch a little bit more often. But he proved that he could pitch up there. That was the general thinking when he first came up. Yeah, maybe this guy will be down there someplace where he can pitch every five days and learn something about pitching. And he said, I can pitch up here. He's a very confident kid. And he wound up winning six games in a row, and he had to have some good pitching with Brett inactive. But he's fallen on some tough times here in September and October. He hasn't had too much success. He's going to leave now, and Dave Justy will come on to do some pitching. Justy uh, making another appearance. This will be his third in the series. And hadn't fared too well in the two previous ball games. In Pittsburgh, was touched up for quite a few hits and runs. Pirates defensively didn't do much. He has a booming earned run average in the series of 23.50. He lost the second game of the playoffs. Mr. Smith beating him. His record in this series 0-1. He's been tagged for eight hits and five runs and three walks, all of them intentional walks, in two innings of pitching. That is not Dave Justy's kind of pitching. And had it not been for his great pitching down the stretch, and particularly in the second half of the year, Pirates wouldn't be in another Eastern Division title bid. And or rather than a chance to win a National League title. Justy's record, 7-5. This is his uh, third appearance here. The 67th time he has come in to pitch. 
You may remember he had a couple of starts. The first start he had was against the Dodgers and shut them out two to nothing back in Pittsburgh when he was going through the relief measures. As Justy comes on, Larry Demery leaves the mound, hustling off, as has been his case. Uh, Larry goes one in inning plus, faces two batters here. He's responsible for Garvey at second base. Ferguson at first base with a walk. And Ron Say will bat against Dave Justy. Demery's tagged for two runs so far. And has been has given up two hits, two walks. Didn't strike anybody out. Pirates have had only one strikeout to go with eight walks and seven hits. So the Dodger bats have taken advantage of everything we've given them, and we've given them a lot. I'm sure the Pirates thought they would do much better against the Dodgers particularly with the bats than they have done. The only game they showed anything was yesterday as Sutton shut them out the first game. Messy Smith allowed them two runs in a kind of a listless performance on Sunday. But they came back and won a big ball game yesterday to extend it to four with some lusty hitting off Doug Rowe. But Sutton's back again doing his job here this afternoon. And the Dodgers have jumped on pirate pitching for the first time, really taking advantage of everything. They stranded a host of runners over the first three ball games. But they've broken loose this afternoon and haven't left that many. They've left five so far over the front six. But their clutch hitting today was much more apparent than it has been at any time in the three previous games. Say will be the batter with nobody out in the seventh inning. Garvey's at second, Ferguson at first, and Jesse. Hopeful of getting some order back into things. Just be taking too much time. Shade backs out on him. He's ready to pitch. Garvey in second. Nobody out. The pitch to say. Low and outside. Ball one. Nobody's got that mound or plate messed up. We can't throw a strike here this afternoon. Justy's 1-0 pitch, foul, back out of play, in the count of 1-1. One one. It's been an unreal season. I've never seen so many ups and downs as the Pirates have had this year. Starting at the first one, we lost the first six games of the season and lost 10 of our first 12. We are in last place on the 15th of June and at one time, 14 games under 500. But somehow got back into this thing with some great play in July and August and September and particularly big games against the Cardinals, winning four of the six games against them. And having to sweep Chicago and doing that with some miraculous ball games, two to one, six to five, and winning that final ball game, five to four. Say is bunning, I think, if he takes a strike, does he? Now he takes a pitch outside, two balls and a strike. It's kind of unusual here with a lead of seven to one, Say square around a bunt with a count of one and one. I hope they wake the Pirates up with some of this play. This guy can hit you out of the ballpark. We've got the 7, 8, and 9 batters following him. He's not bunting now. The 2-1 pitch, and he fouls back out of play. The count of 2-2. Two two. Pirates will fly out of here tomorrow. 
should the miracle occur that they would score and overtake the Dodgers and send them into another game tomorrow. They'll fly immediately following the game. And should they lose this one, why, they'll be flying at around noon tomorrow, and I would guess arriving in Pittsburgh some five hours later, which would be about 9 o'clock at night when you go to the time difference. 8 or 9. The 2-2 pitch. Line drive left field. Stigel drifting over. He's got it. But a well-hit ball. I guess he has not been able to throw anything but liners against these guys. An unusual for Dave because he had pitched so well in relief, uh, particularly against the Dodgers all season long. But he was confessing to Bob and me that he's been throwing the last three days and it feels like his arm is just dead, like there's nothing there. He's throwing, but the ball isn't doing anything. Bill Russell with runners still at uh, first and second. One down. He's 0 for 3. In the first game, Russell's been shut out so far. We need a double play ball to get out of this. Pitches away. Ball one. Justy against the Dodgers this year in 14 innings had not given him a run. That was prior to the playoffs, but he has not been successful at all in the playoffs. Palm ball away in the count of 2-0 and on Russell. Yes, he appeared in seven games, one of them a start when he went seven innings. The other one's in relief. Pitched a total of 14 innings, gave up only seven hits, didn't walk a batter, struck out six, and got three saves. Hard shot in the left field, a base hit by Russell, and Darby will score. It's 8-1. Ferguson holds at second base. Russell's on at first. That run shots to Demering. And a wickedly hit ball by Bill Russell. And Steve Digger will step in. Dave just not able to throw the ball where he wants to, I guess. The ninth hit given up by Dave. And just uh, two and a third inning against the Dodgers. Quite a turnaround. Past performances, as you can tell, don't mean a whole lot in playoff series. We beat the Dodgers six in a row in Pittsburgh, and eight out of 12. High foul out of play. And it's similar to what we went through in 1971. We had to play the Giants for the National League title. The Giants dominated us, winning nine out of 12, and we, we beat them three out of four. I think someone said, if you want to bet on baseball, don't. Not much sense betting on anything, but in this game, you got to be crazy. you got to be a masochist. Fastball swung on a nice guy, too. Give your money to the United Fund or something. One here. You want to tell me something? Go ahead. Count of one, two, on Jaeger. Palm ball fouled out of play, and the back goes back to the mound. Jesse. He's going to go pick it up, but Tom Lacerda will get it. Count of on two. Leave it him way out in front on the palm ball. Dodgers smiling about things, and they've got a lot to smile about. They lead eight to one. We were never in this thing at all. The closest we came was with the 
1-0 lead. Instead, it almost bounced a single up the middle, but Sunday made a great play. And he hasn't gotten close in. Fastball inside. One ball and two straights. I'm going to tell you why this club won 102 ball games. They did pretty good this season. The winningest team in baseball. Pickoff play at second, and Ferguson is just back in time. Stennett almost got the tag on him. This stuff started back in February when the Pirates went to camp. And it is what? October the 9th? Right now? The long, long season. And a lot of heartbreaks along the way for other ball clubs. And more to come for other ball clubs after this one. But the pressure will build and build down to that final game of the World Series. Pirates have known the joy of that success. And of course the despair of defeat that we suffered a couple of times too. Sieger swings and misses strike three. And Dave uh, puts him away. That's the second strikeout in second. We'll get another standing ovation. I mentioned earlier about the fickleness of fans the last time we were in here. They were roundly, sadly booing him, not the last time, but in June, he was probably the most unpopular Dodger you could find. He wouldn't have an enemy in Los Angeles at all right now. And if you let that stuff affect you, you're crazy. Ball one. You do, I guess, when you're young. The adulation of the fans is something that's there, and you accept it. But it's not long-lasting if you're not doing too well. 2-0 count on Don Sutton, with runners at first and second, two down in the Dodgers' seventh inning, and they lead 8-1. Sutton lines the right field. Got a base hit over the head of Sonic. There's going to be a play at the plate? No. Not in time. Ferguson short. Turner went back to get the ball. A looping ball just hit off the fist of Sutton. Rennie had the ball in his glove, dropped it, picked it up, dropped it, picked it up, and threw too late to the plate. Ferguson short. RBI missed a single in the Dodgers lead 9 to 1. That run charged to Demery, and he's tagged with four runs, finishing the log on him. Russell at second base is just his responsibility. And we're hurt. Fans is starting to file out here. They think this one is all over. But the majority of people are going to hang around for what they think will be some kind of a celebration. Dodgers have had the champagne on ice ever since they came back from Pittsburgh. And they thought they'd open it up yesterday, but they didn't. But they sure have pumped the Pirates here this afternoon. Palm ball taken by Lopes, strike one. Foul back out of play by Lopes, strike two. No pitching this afternoon. Race, Brett, Demery, and uh, now Justin. All touched up with either wildness or base hits. And when you don't get pitching, 
you don't get nothing. It has a tremendous morale effect on a blocker. It keeps you in there. Keeps the edge. Ball away and a count of one and two. The one-two pitch. Home ball fouled out of play. Count holding. Bill Russell with a single this inning. Joe in a run. He's had a hit in every game. Six on this series. Garvey's had three this afternoon. He's in with six. Those are the two big bats. But the productive one, without a doubt, Garvey. Two-two run home this year this afternoon. Scored three runs. Round ball right side. Kirkpatrick can't make the play. Stenner does. The out of first. They play by Rennie Stennett and Dave Justy. Well, we finally nailed them down here. They scored two runs chasing Demery. Giving up three hits, no errors, and standing two. Hey, we go to the eighth inning. The Dodgers lead nine to one. Here's a tip from the old gun on how you can get the most for your food dollar. Be one of the many families who have switched to super dollar markets. Super dollar markets have joined the fight against inflation. You'll find high quality meats, the very freshest of produce, and a wide selection of well-known national and local brands. All the prices that make your dollar have more sense. There's always a great plus for super dollar customers that's sometimes hard to find in most other large food markets. It's that wonderful, friendly feeling of welcome that puts you at ease the moment you walk through the door. Super dollar folks are people who like people, and you can take it from the old gunner. They'll do everything they can to help you make that hard-earned dollar go a little further. Super dollar markets are staffed with friendly people who know they can serve you better and save you more. So see for yourself. There's a lot of savings waiting for you at all super dollar markets. The inflation fighters, where your dollar has more sense and who serve you better and save you more. Start your food shopping at super dollar markets this week and feel the difference. The eighth inning for the Pirates with Don Sutton just uh, six outs away from giving the Dodgers a National League championship. And Pirates six outs away from the extension here in the National League race in 1974. Sanguin, Kirkpatrick, and Paul Popovich will bat against Sutton. We're down nine to one. We were down. We were leading San Diego on nine eight to nothing. Wound up losing nine to eight. Sutton has allowed three hits. One of them raced on a double play. He stranded only one runner over seven innings of pitching. The only guy that has gotten past third base in two games against him, Willie Stargell, a home run. Ball one to Manny. And a strike in there. One ball and one strike. Sutton has won 10 in a row, 14 of his last 15. And he was there when they needed him. Hard shot the shirt. Bill Russell. That cuddling throws one down. Sagan bounces out the shirt. And that'll bring up Ed Kirkpatrick. Hitless in the series. 0 for 8. Walked in the third inning. Spanky and uh, Bob Robertson have been shut out in this series. And that's been unusual. They've done a great job this season platooning these two guys. The pitch by Sutton 
in there at the letter strike one. The attendance today, 54,424. The 0-1 pitch, foul back out of play, strike two. The Dodgers of the World Series here for the first two and last two in these two playoff games have a shot of drawing somewhere around three million fans almost which is going to tell you something about baseball in this area and I don't think it's quite dead screwball down low and a count of one and two Sutton just uh, seemingly realizing what this game was and he wasn't going to let it get out of hand at any time it was close for the first three innings Lee had a shot at tying it up, but he took a base hit away from Stunnett. And with an easy lead, he's pitched the way he should pitch. Hasn't walked anybody. And dominating things. Pitch up high and a count of two and two. Nine on lead, eighth inning for the Pirates. Kirkpatrick with a count of two and two. Sutton's pitch. Way up high, ball three. Sutton walked Kirkpatrick in the third. That's the only walk he gave up. The game in Pittsburgh, the only walk he gave up was to Kirkpatrick two. The three-two pitch. Ground ball right back off the glove of Sutton, picked up by Russell, through the first, he got it. 1-6-3. Well, that's a pretty good indication that this game, I guess, is going their way. Ball was hit off his glove, went right to the shortstop, ran out. He can do nothing wrong. Sutton was commenting about the Pirates, and it was almost like Redford and the Sting tell him how good they are and how well they hit the ball and he goes out and zaps you for two straight games. And I noticed him going and flicking his nose when he was talking about it. Fastball away. Ball one. He said they take those guys to spring training and drop off four dozen bats and tell them we'll pick you up in four weeks. Not quite that easy. Popovich takes the pitch away in the count of 2-0. Oh. Paul has uh, set a playoff series record with three pinch hits. He pinch hit in the sixth inning for Mendoza. He got a base hit, takes a strike. Two balls and a strike. Richie Zisk is on deck. He'll pinch hit for Dave Justy. The 2-1 pitch by Sutton. High pop-up into left field. Buckner will make the play on this one. He won't have to dive for it. Now Jimmy Wynn chases them off. And the Pirates get down in order in the open. No runs, no hits, no errors, and nobody left. And we'll go to the Dodgers eighth inning. The Dodgers leading 9-1. With people who love good, fresh juice products, the name Dailies is synonymous with quality and unsurpassed flavor. Now, what makes Dailies juice products different? Well, there is a difference. You see, Dailies has never squeezed, crushed, or smashed fruit. They just give it a little old hug to get the richer, pure nectar from the very heart of the fruit. And Dailies is so deliciously different that it just naturally tastes better. And Dailies is great any time of the day. It'll satisfy even the pickiest person in your home. Get your family all juiced up with Dailies because all of Dailies juice products are made with natural fruit juice 
an added bonus of vitamin C. Choose from orange, grapefruit, grape, orange, pineapple, orange, grapefruit, lemon, lime, punch, paya, pineapple, locale orange, and the new, brand new locale grapefruit, all made with natural fruit juices. Look for the bottle with the juice in the ears. You know what a little hug does for you, don't you? Well, taste what it does for dailies. Daily juice products, drink concentrates, cocktail mixes, and fruit-flavored drinks. Well, the Dodgers will be coming to bat for what they hope will be their last time in regular season play in the National League until the World Series. They'll be facing Dave Jesse, Buckner, Wynn, and Garvey. will bat against Dave. They lead 9-1. Pirates hopeful that they'll have to hit in the ninth inning. But the way things are going, that's quite a big wish. Buckner, first ball hitting, puts one foul, and I believe out of play. It is under the dugout. And the television cameraman got himself a souvenir that throws it back into the crowd. Buckner 0 for 4. He's been the only Dodger that hasn't been on base here this afternoon. Everybody else has had a hit or a walk, including the pitcher, Don Sutton. The 0-1 pitch by day and a foul off the foot of Buckner takes a spill. Right at home plate. Strike two. Lasorda in to check on him. He appears to be in some kind of pain. Dodgers certainly wouldn't want to lose him for a World Series competition. Not that serious. You're going to stay in there. The Dodgers uh, won in 1966. And Don Sutton, the lone remaining member of that ball club, Turnover in baseball is excessive. Sutton at that time was just the youngster. He's only 29 now. And he said this is the best Dodger ball club he's ever been with, and I would guess you'd have to assume that. Fastball away by Justin, one ball and two strikes, because the 66 ball club, I think, scored one run in four games in ball against Baltimore. They were probably the worst hitting team that ever won a title. They put it on Larry Rose's speed and the pitching of Drysdale and Koufax. Palm ball down low on the count of two and two on Buckner. Pirates have known, I guess, as much success as anybody in baseball in the last five years. Four divisional titles, a National League flag, and a World Series. But I'm sure disappointed with the way things have turned out in this series. High fly to right field, not very deep. Parker, an easy play, and Buckner goes out in a shallow fly to right field. Well, long afternoon for Buckner, 0 for 5, but I'm sure he will savor the win here that they have going for them, 9 to 1. Then we have Jimmy Wood, who's had himself a good afternoon with a double. He drove in a run in the first inning, walked and scored on Garvey's homer in the third, walked and scored on Garvey's homer in the fifth. In the sixth inning, he popped up to third base. The pitch by Justine, it is low and away, ball one. Oakland beat Baltimore two to one, and Oakland had only one hit but one hit two to one. The one pitch, curved down low, ball two. Every time one has been up, the count has been two and one. been the story about all afternoon. Dodger hitters, his pirate pitching has been behind all afternoon. Palm ball down low, ball three. 
And waiting on deck is guess who? Steve Garvey. He's had two home runs and a single, driven in four, scored three. Ball four. And there's a ninth walk. Given up by the Pirates and West Pars. Ten seconds for station identification on the Pirates baseball net. Steve Garvey up again in the same situation that he had in the third and fifth inning. Win at first base with a walk, and both times he homered. The last time he singled open up the seventh inning. Bounces and off the glove of Justy picked up by Stennett. No play, base hit. He's four for five. Win at a second base, and Joe Ferguson will be the batter. One down. The Dodgers just uh, dominating us here this afternoon. They're tempted to go with eight to nine distasteful walks. And it tells you that it's been all Los Angeles. Pitching has just been non-existent for the Bucks. The pitch to Ferguson, up high, ball one. The fastball by day. Win at second base, Garvey at first. The look back, the pitch to Ferguson, foul. Back out of play, one ball and one straight. Pirates ninth inning will find a pinch hitter for Justy, then Stennett and Hebner going. But we're trying to get through the eighth. The one-one pitch, swing and a miss on a palm ball, strike two. Ferguson trying to hit it out of here was out in front of that by two feet. The one-two pitch, high pop-up foul, and I believe out of play it is behind the screen. Behind home plate, one ball and two strikes. Pirates were picked to win the Eastern Division title in spring training by just about everybody. But they got off to such a horrendous start. It was unbelievable the way they came back from as far back as they were and how they had to fight through a lot of misfortune in the second half of the season. With the loss of Kenny Brett, their top pitcher, the loss of uh, Ellis through the whole month of September, and the loss of Jesse for a week or so in September. But what did they did, and they did in a weird fashion on a strikeout, and a pass ball in the ninth inning of the final game to tie it and won it in the 10th. It hasn't been that way in the playoffs. Only one moment of brightness, and that was yesterday with Bruce Keeson and Stargell in heaven. One drive by two. Win will score. Bobby comes to third, and the Dodgers lead by the score of 10 to 1. Getting downright humiliating here. Runners at second and third, and Justin tagged for two hits in this inning to go at two in the seventh. And David just uh, going to be glad when this season winds its course, I'm sure. It winds its course. They will walk, say, to pitch to Bill Russell with only one out here. And it'll be the tenth walk, and that's going to set an all-time 
playoff record for one game. This will be Jesse's second walk, the first intentional walk in this ball game. The Dodgers leading 10 to 1. Well, you hate end on a note like this, but unfortunately, that's the way it's ending. It's kind of a sour note. Pirates came out to the ballpark. They were kind of optimistic about things after yesterday's hitting and pitching. But it just hasn't been that kind of a day. As Royce, Brett, Demery, and Jesse all have uh, had poor outings, been touched up for a lot of hits and an awful lot of walks. Bases loaded for Russell, who singled and drove in a run in the seventh inning. Here's a pitch by Justin. Up high, ball one. Justin is on to get out the side here, I believe. I think somebody may be listening. I believe it is Juan Pizarro in that bullpen. Yeager, the on-deck batter, the 1-0 pitch. Check swing and a base hit. He didn't want to hit it. It's a base hit. One run is in. Two runs are in. And over to third is Trey, moving into second. The ball gets away from Hebner. Jesse picks it up, and everything's coming good. We are kicking the ball around. And the Dodgers are doing everything right. Russell didn't even want to hit the ball. Stopped swinging the ball, went over the head of Senate. For a single, he moved into second base. Two RBIs. And three runs in this inning. So stopping at third. And the Dodgers have broken it wide open 12 to 1, and that's all for Jesse. Don Osborne making another appearance out here. Been the most photographed man on television this afternoon, the pitching coach, Don Osborne. That's all for Justy. They're having a rough series here. They've just not been effective at all. He goes one and one-third inning. Been tagged for two, three, five hits. Has given up three runs so far. Has walked to two. Struck out one, and I believe Pizarro is going to get the call. It is Juan Pizarro. Pirate bullpen getting roughed up here, and the Dodgers have uh, walked their way and hit their way to an easy 12-1 to lead, and have the 1974 National League title right in their back pocket. Yeager will be the batter Pizarro will be facing. Dave Jesse in this playoff series just an unbelievable figure when you look at what he did earlier this year against the Dodgers and you talk about past performance figures, they don't mean a whole lot. Dave has worked in three games. He's gone three and a third innings. He's given up 13 hits, eight runs so far, five walks, and one strikeout. And that is not Dave Jesse pitching. But how you figure those things out, you'll never know. Pizarro will come on to work and try to close this thing out and get us out of here while we're still breathing and have some blood left or something. And this has been embarrassing here. You look at the scoreboard. Looks like Arnold Palmer's golf cart than it used to look like in the 60s. 2-2-2-3. Three. three birds in a par on a par three course or something. And it looks like an Arnold Palmer's golf cart back in the 1960s. Two, 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 three. I'm sure Palmer would like to have one of those again. 
Oh, well. I'll tell you, it's been a joy for my eighth year of broadcasting, and fortunate to have five titles and sit through all those things, and although this is a disgraceful way to end it, it's a pleasure to have had the opportunity to sit in on some great moments, 1970, a great year, 71, an unbelievable season, 72, uh, right down to the wire, losing it on a wild pitch in the final game of the playoffs, and the disastrous year, 73, with the loss of Comedy and the ineffectiveness of Steve Blass, and still somehow managed to hand in, hang into the race of the final week of the season, the final day, and again this year. Now, I know how disappointing it is, but you got to figure that there are teams in this league that have never known a winning season at all, and I know you're disappointed in Pittsburgh with the outcome of this season. But if it's any consolation, and it should be, there are places where they have never known a winning season. San Diego is one of them. Phillies haven't had a pennant since 1950. Now the walk to Steve Yeager loads up the bases. That's the 11th walk given up by the Pirates to go with 12 hits. And they've had 23 runners. Second will leave. He will not bat. And he's being greeted by Junior Gilliam, I believe, gave him a big hug when he came back to the dugout. Second, sits his hat to the crowd, puts his hands up and said, yeah, we got him. Yeager being congratulated, or uh, second rather, in the dugout. And he has done the job that the Dodgers needed. They won the first game on his pitching, and they won this one on his pitching too, because he kept it close. And it appears that the Pirates are going to have tough time scoring runs, and the Dodgers took advantage of that. Well, Moda will pinch it for Don Sutton and Walter Austin. He's going to take everything he can get, and Moda is coming up to try to do it with the bases loaded and only one out. Fastball away, ball one. Whether Austin is trying to rub salt in the wounds here, I don't know. Because of Murtaugh going out and questioning a few things here, I don't know. But the Dodgers are taking no mercy here. The 1-0 pitch, that's all right, ball two. Yeah, we can't throw a strike for a little money here. The 11 walks, and we've been 2-0 and on every hitter since the game started. There hasn't been anybody that's pitched well. The strike the motor. Two balls and one strike. They call it a laugher in Los Angeles, but it's anything but that. A ground ball to Hitler. They go to second, the out there to throw to first, double play. Moda bounces into a 5-4-3 double play, and we finally get out of that long, horrible eighth inning. Three runs on three hits, three walks, no errors, and two left. And after eight, the Dodgers lead as we go to the ninth inning, 12 to 1. Just imagine yourself in this situation. It's about 90 degrees out, and you're on your way back to work from lunch, and you want to run a quick errand, which takes all of 10 minutes. But when you go back to your car, uh-oh, hey, it won't start. And you thought cars only had trouble starting in cold weather. Well, hot weather is sometimes even harder on your battery than cold weather is. That's usually because blistering heat can help cause high internal engine friction, which can make it hard to start your car. So you need a battery that will perform no matter what the weather, hot or cold. And that's the Delco Energizer. It gives an instantaneous burst of power for hot weather starts or cold weather starts. Now you know more about the Delco Energizer. And that's about all anybody has to know 
about batteries. Well, the crowd here was informed that the new pitcher is going to be, guess who, a big surprise for you, Mike Marshall. No surprise at all. He has uh, been one of the key reasons for their success, and he's coming on to close it out with a 12-1 to lead in the ninth inning. It's going to be uh, a pinch hitter. Is this? Or is it Art Howe? Danny Murtaugh is going to let Art Howe get a shot here. The youngster will pinch hit against Mike Marshall. Art Howe making his first appearance in postseason play. This guy, pretty good story. Came out of Wyoming University. He wasn't picked up by anybody. Started playing semi-pro baseball in Pittsburgh. And went to a tryout camp. The Pirates signed him up. Led the first league he played in hitting and had a good season at Charleston. Injured himself the year before and last year. This season started well and Pirates brought him up. Fastball by Marshall up high, ball one. Now maybe Marshall will get a while, walk about eight guys and get a home run and who knows. Pitch down low, ball two. Well, the first uh, occurrence of the afternoon, the game will be delayed. Dodger fan running around the outfield. Nobody wants to look at you, kid. Get out of there. We'll try to win a pennant here. The Dodgers are. And he's going to put on a show. Buckner grabbed his hand and tried to hit him. Okay, we'll get off the field, kid. We've seen you. Nobody's chasing him, and he can't understand what's going on. He's going to go around and catch everybody. He'll be greeted and called off, and he will be paying a pretty good fine, I'm sure. He's hugging Steve Garvey, and Garvey wants to, now he's going to try and run away. He's about about as shape as anybody he can find. He is gone. And what the fans are doing for You're not supposed to go on the field. There's an obvious reason for that. The game is... People pay three bucks to see ball players, not to see people run around the ball court. He will leave and be informed, I'm sure, of his rights, and he'll be informed later how much it cost him for that trip. Pitches down, low ball three. Powell leading off the ninth inning. The count of Trino, the pitch by Marshall. He is in there with a strike. Three balls and a strike. 12-1, the Dodgers lead, in case you've just come back from outer space or something. Powell bounces the short. Bill Russell throws him out at first. One down. Two more outs to go, and the Dodgers will capture their first National League flag since 1966. And a rather easy time of it here this afternoon. Leading 12-1 on a 12-hit attack to go along with a total of 11 walks by Pirate Pitcher. Tenet 0 for 3. Facing Marshall here for the first time. Takes the pitch inside. Ball 1.
the 1-0 pitch. In there at the knees and a count of one and one. Marshall, this is his 108th appearance of the season. Setting an all-time mark. And he's changed things with regard to relief pitching. The screwball hit in the center field. Jimmy wins. Got it. Two down. And this crowd will erupt and pillows and everything will be coming out of here in the next out. Hefner will be the batter. He's 0 for 3. Struck out two times and bounced to second base against Don Sutton. Marshall, much like Roger Bannister with a four-minute mile, has proved that relief pitchers can work more than 50 times a year or so. Crowd all standing up around here as Hebner swings and misses strike one. The Dodgers will be the 1974 National League champion. They did it with a great season. And strike two to Richie. One more pitch. And this place will come on unglued. And it's underway. He struck him out. That's it. The Dodgers have captured the 1974 National League pennant. The crowd falling out onto the field. And mobbing all the Dodgers, and they're taking the bases away, too. And it's quite a happy scene here, but the fire dug out a very sad one. The Dodgers beat us 12 to 1. dominated the first game, he dominated the final game here, and the Dodgers finally got the hitting that they were so well known for throughout the season, and Steve Garvey, who was a big gun for them all year, broke this game open in the third inning with a 1-0 lead, and Rice, after a stumbling start when he was exceptionally wild, gave them a run in the first inning with, he was 2-0 on every hitter, walked Lopes, win hit a double to score him after a stolen base, and he walked Ferguson, and Shea almost took him out of the ballpark. But in the second inning, settled around, got Russell Yeager in second easily, got Lopes and Buckner to open the third, but went back into the wildness, walking win, and went 3-0 and on Garvey before he took a strike and then hit one into right center field, and that set the tone for everything. He got another 2 run homer off Red in the fifth inning to make it 5 to nothing, and they just bombed uh, everybody after that, Demery and Justin. The only one with any effectiveness this afternoon was Juan Pizarro. And the line score shows it 12 runs on 12 hits and no errors for the Dodgers. The Pirates, one run, it came on Willie Stargell's home run off John Sutton in the seventh inning. The only run we got off Sutton in two starts, and he just was an outstanding pitcher in this series. 
One run on three hits and one error. Sutton, the winner, he is 2-0 and in this series. And Royce, the losing pitcher, his record 0-2. So the Dodgers will play Oakland here in this ballpark Saturday. And it means that Andy Messersmith now, with Sutton closing it out here, will have a chance to open up the series for Los Angeles. Couple of records set. The Dodgers set on the series record for double plays. And Paul Popovich, with three pinch hits, set a series record for that one. And the Dodgers are the National League champions for 1974. The Pirates gave it a pretty good run, but just uh, no contest in the playoff series. And the Dodgers were just too much. We've enjoyed baseball in 74. Al Oliver going across the field and into the Dodger dugout. He wants to congratulate them. And I'm sure other Pirates will, too. But we've enjoyed bringing baseball to you. And on behalf of our many sponsors, our thanks to you for letting us come into your homes and your automobiles during 1974. We'll be back again to do it in 75, and it should be another good season. Till then, for the gunner Bob Prince and for Bill Richards, our producer back at KDKA, and for our engineer out here on the coast, Sam Sacco, Nellie King wishing you well and hoping you enjoy a nice winter. This game was brought to you in part by your Pirate Land Chrysler from the theater, who has immediate delivery on America's number one selling compact. Why joy? Nature's high protein food for dogs. Higher in protein, and it still costs less than most other brands. And by your friends from Iron City Beer. When you're really ready to pour it on, pour in the iron. The final score, the Dodgers capture the 1974 National League pennant by the score of 12 to 1. This is the Pirate Baseball Network.